Welcome to the legacy teachings of Bill Anzavino, pastor of Christian Assembly Church since 1979. Though these teachings are decades old, we invite you to get out your Bible, take notes, and get ready to receive the uncompromised teaching of God's Word. For more information about Christian Assembly Church, please visit us online at cafamily.net. In Mark's Gospel, the fourth chapter, and we begin reading with verse 26. And he said, So is the kingdom of God. So is the kingdom of God. Our subject is seeking the kingdom of God, or seeking the kingdom. Here we find Jesus mentioning the fact that this is the operation of the kingdom. Look at verse 10. We'll continue verse 26. Look at verse 10. And when he was alone, they that were about him with the twelve asked of him the parable, and he said unto them, Unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. Unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. Go back to verse 26. And he said, So is the kingdom of God. It's given unto us to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. Now you remember that we said that Jesus in Matthew 6 said to us, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And all the things that he was referring to were the necessities of everyday life. Those things would be added to you if you were to truly seek out the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And he's saying, it's given unto us to know the mystery of the kingdom, and so is the kingdom. And he's explaining here in these verses the operation of the kingdom of God in the heart of man. We've already found out also in God's word that it was the Father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom of God. It was his good pleasure. He wanted to do it. He was not withholding the kingdom of God from us, but he was unveiling and unfolding the operation of the kingdom of God to us because he was giving it to us that we may walk in it. We found out also in Luke's gospel that uh, the kingdom of God is within inside us. Remember he said the kingdom of God cometh not with observation or outward showing or outward appearance, but the kingdom of God is within you or inside you. It's in us. We also said that we were to provide ourselves bags or provide our spirits a deposit, a place of depositing the kingdom, for God to deposit the kingdom within us. We were to do that on our own, you see, understanding. We were to understand that we as individuals are to make ourselves available for the kingdom of God to come into our spirits and live in us. That was Jesus unveiling to us and unfolding to us that the Father God was going to unveil and unfold that kingdom to the spirit of man, to the heart of man, and it would be inside you if you would make yourself available for that kingdom. And then we saw that the reason for the kingdom of God to come on the earth would be so that God's will could be done in earth as it is in heaven. And earth has a twofold meaning, not only in the planet earth, but also in this earthly body. We are made of the earth, made from the dust of the earth. This body is the temple of the living God. This body, we know, contains a spirit. The spirit is the, is the real man, the inner man. Inside the spirit, we have received the kingdom of God. And because the kingdom of God is within our spirits, it can also be manifested in our mortal bodies. So, in other words, we've already clarified and showed beyond the shadow of a doubt that the kingdom of God was to come into the heart of man. And when it came into the heart of man, if man would understand the operation of it in our hearts, 
then God's will will be done in our lives and in the earth. God wants His will done as it is in heaven. Do you think it's okay in heaven? Do you think everything is going all right up in heaven? Do you think there's any problems up there? Do you think there's any sickness up there? Do you think there's any death up there? Do you think there's any disease up there? Do you think there's any calamity up there? Do you think there's any poverty up there? Do you think there's any lack up there? Well, glory be to God that there should be no poverty, sickness, disease, death, or lack inside us. Glory be to God because the same will is being done in our lives on the earth. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. That's what he said. That's what he said. Bless God. That's what he said. And here we find out the operation of the kingdom. So is the kingdom of God as if a man, as if a man, as if a man should cast seed into the ground and should sleep and rise night and day and the seed should spring up and grow up and he knoweth not how. For the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself, first the blade, then the ear, after that the full corn in the ear. When the fruit is brought forth immediately, he putteth in the sickle because the harvest is come. Notice, you have got to do it yourself. As if a man should cast seed. He went through the whole fourth chapter, the beginning of it, and explained the parable of the sower, that the kingdom of God would be operating out of the heart of man. He showed the condition of the heart of man. He showed that man has got to have a receptive heart, a heart that's not full of, that's not hardened, a heart that's not full of thorns and thistles, and so on and so forth, but a heart that would be a good heart, good ground for the sowing of God's word, for the planting of the seed of God's word. Now here he says... The kingdom of God is if a man should take that seed and cast it into the ground of his heart. Now remember in 1 Peter 1.23 where Peter said, Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed, by the word of God. The word of God is as a seed. But we as a man, we have got to take that seed and plant that seed within our hearts, within our spirits. So is the kingdom of God as if a man should... Cast seed into the ground. Now, you know, if we're born of the seed of God's Word, God's Word is a seed, it contains God's life. But it does not start out as a tree. It starts out as a seed in the human spirit. The kingdom of God operates along the same principles or the same lines as seed planted into the earth will produce a plant which will produce fruit which when it is ripened shall be harvested. Amen? So the kingdom of God is as if a man would take a seed, the seed of God's word, which contains the life of God, plant it within his spirit. That seed, when cared for, would then develop and grow into a tree bearing fruit of God's life inside the heart of man. Okay. It's up to us. It's our responsibility. Now, when you talk about salvation to some certain individuals that are not saved, before they can ever come to a proper understanding of God's Word, and before they can receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, their spirit must be dealt with by the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God will bring conviction to them and convict them of sin, righteousness, and judgment. And in many cases, when dealing with the heart of certain individuals, you can't get them to see the fact that they need to be born again. A lot of them will have stones... A lot of them will be hardened. They'll say, well, you know, uh, I go to church. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do this and I don't do that. And I'm a pretty good character if you ask me. Well, nobody asked you. We asked God. Amen? Amen? 
We don't go by what you say about yourself. Amen. We go by what God says about us. Hey, is that right? Amen. And so before you can get them to see the light of God's word, you have got to deal with that human spirit. You've got to get that place, that heart to a place of receiving God's word. Isn't that right? Take heed how you hear, what you hear, how you hear. Get that word inside your heart so you can hear the truth. Now, the seed will go forth, the word will go forth as a seed in that individual's heart. He may not get saved right at that moment, at that split second. But that seed that's inside that heart, if somebody will water it, you know, that, you know Brother John here witnessed to this certain fellow, and, uh, you know, he planted the seed of God's Word. Well, the guy didn't act on it right away, but, you know, before you knew it, someone else came along and began to water that Word, that, that's the seed that was inside there, water that seed that was planted inside his heart. And before you know it, it began to take hold. And the ground of his heart began to be turned over and cultivated and developed. And before you know it, he began to see clearly and more clearly and more clearly. And before you know it, he said, yeah, that's it. That's right. I am a sinner. I do need to be saved. I do need to be born again. That folk was, he was telling me the right thing. That people were right. And so before you know it, Lord, behold, he says, glory be to God. I want to get saved. I want to get born again. I want to get set free. What happened? We dealt with the hardness of his heart. We dealt with the thorns and the thistles in his heart and all the garbage that was in his heart. And bless God, that heart got to a place that it was good soil to receive the good word of God. And when he received the good word of God, the kingdom of God was planted inside that individual's heart. Well, praise God he got delivered from the forces of darkness, got born into the kingdom of God, but it doesn't end there. I said it doesn't end there. Every other thing you ever receive from God, whether it be physical healing to your body, financial need met, it doesn't matter what it is. Anything you need to receive from God works along the same principles. When it comes to physical healing, you can get the same individual. You can get someone who's just received the, you know, the word of salvation and they're delivered and set free, praise God. And then before you know it, they start going to some church somewhere and they preach to him that, you know, God's not wanting to heal you. It's not God's will to heal you all the time and so on and so forth. And God doesn't want to meet all your needs. He may if he wants to, but if you don't want to, you don't ask him. Don't force him to do it. Don't get involved in all that stuff. And before you know it, the same heart that was so receptive to the word of God now becomes hardened again towards prosperity Physical healing, God supplying all their needs, deliverance, and all these things. And before you could ever get that heart in right ground, good ground, so he can receive healing or deliverance, you got to deal with his heart again. you got to get seed planted into his heart again. you got to tell him it is God's will to heal you. God wants to heal you every time and all the time and set you free. Then you know Jesus took your infirmities and barriers sicknesses where the stripes you were healed? And then you begin to deal with that heart, deal with that heart, deal with that heart, deal with that heart. But it doesn't work overnight. You see, it doesn't work overnight. Here's where people miss it. There is a time. There is a growing season. Let's look at it. Look what it says here. So is the kingdom of God as if a man should cast seed into the ground. Now the seed is the word of God. The ground is the heart. And should sleep and rise night and day. And the seed should spring up, spring and grow up. He knoweth not how. Stop there. Go to 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter. And verse 6 and 7. Now, spiritual growth is a growing season when it comes to spiritual growth and development. And unless a person knows and understands that there is a time of growing before that human spirit can be the tree of life, Bearing fruit, his fruit in this season, and so on and so forth. 
Unless he fully understands the operation of it, he may try to grow so fast that it will hinder his growth. He may try to grow up so quick that he'll get discouraged, he'll get disgusted, and it won't be working in his life, and he won't understand it, and he may just turn away from the whole thing. Now remember, he said, Jesus said over here that he's going to sleep and rise day and night. Sleep and rise night and day, day and night, night and day, day and night. That is called the growing season. That is called the growing period. Before every harvest time, there is a growing season. A, a farmer does not plant seed today and, and reap the harvest tomorrow. Isn't that right? Does he? No, he doesn't do that. All right, now look at here. Here in verse 6 and 7, we find out what was deposited as that seed. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure. Now remember we talked about the word treasure means a deposit. We have this treasure. We have this deposit in an earthen vessel. Remember at the beginning of this teaching we said we got to seek and search out for God's wisdom and God's life as for hid treasures. Fine gold and silver as for hid treasures that have been deposited into the center of the earth and the middle of the earth. There has been deposited wealth and riches in the earth. And man in his endeavors has, you know, found gold and silver and copper and all these things that what we call wealth upon the earth. But God deposited that wealth and riches into the earth when he created the earth. Well, when man was born again, when we got born again, there was a deposit of the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ into these earthen vessels of ours. In the center of this earth, earthen vessel, body, there has been a deposit of heavenly glory. There are, let's put it this way, there's a, every seed produces after its own kind. But in the area of seeds producing fruit, each seed will produce one fruit. Apple seed will produce an apple tree, which will produce apples. Oranges, the same. Pears, the same. Plums, the same, etc., etc. They produce the same. Isn't that right? But now listen to me. The seed of life, the seed of God's Word, produces more than one thing. It's called life, yes. But when we say life, God's life, we talk about everything that belongs to God. The same tree will not only produce Salvation, deliverance, healing, soundness, wholeness, love, prosperity, and everything you could name is on the end of the tree, the fruit of that tree. See, the seed of God's Word or God's life inside you will produce more than one thing. We classify it as God's life, but there's more than just one fruit. Can you see that? Okay, so the deposit that's been made inside your heart is the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. It's been deposited into an earthen vessel. It's inside your spirit. Now, if you think you're going to get up tomorrow morning after you got saved and automatically start walking in all this fruit and start reaping all this fruit, you're highly mistaken. You're wrong. You're not going to do it. And you're not going to do any of it unless you begin to do what he said there in Mark 4. Day and night, day and night, day and night. Speak the word, speak the word, speak the word. Day and night, speak the word. Speak to your heart, speak to your heart, speak to your heart. Say what God says you are. Keep continually speak the word of God. Day and night, day and night, day and night. That is the growing season. That is the period of time between seed time and harvest. There is a period of time between seed time and harvest. It is called the growing season. It's going to take time for us to 
plant all the seeds of God's Word. You think God just wants you to understand one thing and that's how to be delivered from Satan, Satan's kingdom and translated into his kingdom and not know anything about his kingdom? Not know anything about healing and deliverance and, and uh, prosperity and all things and all the benefits of God? No. He wants you to understand everything that pertains to the kingdom of God. He says, I'm giving you the keys to the whole kingdom. Any door you want to get into in my kingdom is open unto you. Now, there are many, 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 many doors in that kingdom. There's a whole bunch of wealth and riches in the kingdom of God that we can understand and have developed in our lives. Now, let's go. You don't have to turn to it. Go back to Mark 4. Back to Mark 4. But in the book of Romans, we found out that the way we got that deposit into this earthen vessel was by believing in our heart and confessing with our mouth. The way the seed of God's life was deposited into our human spirit was by believing in the heart, confessing with the mouth. Now he said, with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. That's how we got deposited within our spirit the glory of God, the light of the knowledge of the glory of God. When we believe with our heart and spoke with our mouth. Now remember, the Bible says that with the heart man believeth, with the mouth he speaks. Okay, we spoke God's Word when we asked Jesus to come into our heart. When we did, we spoke the Word of God. The Word of God is a seed. The seed of God's life was planted into the human spirit. That's how we got it in there. That's how we received the life and the nature of God. That's how we received the light of the knowledge of the glory of God. We spoke it into existence. We spoke it into our spirit by believing with our heart. Remember that day that you did that? You didn't know it, but what happened? The seed of God's life was planted into your human spirit. That seed can grow. That seed is supposed to develop into a tree planted by the rivers of water bearing fruit of righteousness in every aspect of your life. Okay? Now we have it in there. It's inside of us. It's in our human spirit. Now look at this again. Verse 26. Mark 4, 26. So is the kingdom of God as if a man should cast seed into the ground. You took the word, you cast it into your heart. How did you do that? You spoke it. Remember? The sower sowed the word. The seed of God's word was planted into your heart. It contains life. Remember, every seed produces after its own kind. Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are what? And they are life. So then what will his words produce or reproduce? Let's put it that way. What will his word reproduce? Whose life? Whose life? Now imagine this. It's the life of God. It's Zoe. There you are. You're going into your garden. You're planting seeds. A seed of this, a seed of that, a seed of this, a seed of that, a seed of that. You come across this one seed in your sack of seeds, and it says, This is the seed of God's life. This is the seed of the life of God. What will it reproduce? You plant corn, you get corn. You plant this. You get that. You plant tomatoes, plant peppers, you get that. But God says, I'm giving you a seed. The seed is, contains within it my life. If you will plant that seed into the ground of your heart, it will reproduce my life in your life. Now think about that. God's life is actually being reproduced in our life, in our human spirit, as we nurture the Word that's in our spirit. As we water it, as we take care of it, God's very life is being reproduced in our human spirit. 
What will you what kind of fruit will you bear in your life? The fruit of God's life. There it is. It's inside your heart now. Now he said here, he should sleep and rise night and day. Night and day. Night and day. Night and day. He doesn't know how, but it begins to spring up. This life begins to grow. It begins to develop. As it does, he doesn't know how it's doing it, but the earth brings forth fruit of herself. As long as you keep that seed intact in the ground or in the heart, it will automatically reproduce itself. How do I do that? How do I keep that word inside me? How do I keep that seed inside me? Well, how did you get it inside you? How did you get that deposit in you? How did you get God's life deposited inside your heart? You spoke it with your mouth. You believed it in your heart. You spoke it with your mouth. As you did that, it reproduced God's life inside your spirit. And you were born of God. Now, let's go to Matthew's Gospel, the 12th chapter. Find it. And uh, look at verse 33. The seed that was planted. Now remember something here before we look at that. Remember, in the book of Genesis, we found out that the law of Genesis says that whatever tree, herb yielding seed, whatever fruit it might be, that within itself it would contain seed to reproduce itself. We call it the law of Genesis. We know that within the fruit of that tree is a seed, and that seed has the power to reproduce the life of that tree, no matter what it might be. We call it the law of Genesis. We realize that when God created man in his own image and likeness, he gave man the same seed within himself that he could reproduce himself physically upon the earth. Now, I think something that we've neglected to realize and grab a hold of, was that God also gave, breathed in the man's spirit, the breath of life, and God, through his word, by his breath, into speaking into man, he reproduced himself in that man. If man would take heed to what God said, he would partake of the tree of life, and he would live as God did forever, never die. But man has within himself the ability to reproduce himself physically and the ability to reproduce the life of God in him spiritually and live forever. Now, Satan come along. He found out how this thing operates. He found out how it worked. And when God said, don't you partake of that tree of the knowledge of good and evil lest you die... He realized that if he could turn this whole operation around and get man to partake of the seed of evil, then man would take upon his nature, Satan's nature, and man would then reproduce the life and the nature of Satan in the earth. Nothing can reproduce itself except as by a seed. Now, there's a lot of people that don't believe this, but listen to me. Words are containers. They contain life within them. Satan's words are containers. They contain death within them. Satan's words are seeds. They have no power in the life of the human being, no power in the life of Adam and Eve, 
They could not enter into the ground of his heart. If they could not enter into the ground of his heart, then they could not reproduce themselves on the earth. But one day he whispered that thought into Eve's ear, and you know the story. And so Satan, by his seed, reproduced his life in the heart of man. And man, when he had that life in him as a seed, began slowly to reproduce the life of evil, the life of Satan in the earth, starting with 30-fold, starting with 60-fold, starting with 100-fold. You remember over there where, where it was revealed to us that in the latter days man shall grow worse and evil shall grow worse and wickedness shall grow worse and wax worse and wax worse and wax worse. You know why? I believe that by the time Jesus comes, you think we've seen evil now. I believe that by the time Jesus comes, evil will be in 100% manifestation on the earth. It started out with 30, it went up to 60, and now I believe it's getting to where it's 100. The life of Satan in the earth is growing stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger in the hearts of those that have yielded themselves unto him. There are no more born of in the earth, hardly. You can't find a de decent people in the earth that are not born again. Those that used to be good morally seem to be just falling by the wayside. And everybody else who was wicked are getting worse and worse and worse and worse. Children won't even bear their parents. And you think it's not going to get worse? By the time Jesus comes, it'll be worse. 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold. But bless God, when we got born again, I believe that process was reversed. I believe the seed of God's life was reestablished back in the earth. I believe that God, by a seed, gave His life to man. And man then has now turned that whole operation around and is producing the life of God 30-fold. It began on the day of Pentecost. Sixty-fold and a hundredfold, and I believe we're living in a generation that the life of God is going to be manifest a hundredfold in the earth. I believe that. I believe that because by the time Jesus comes, even though that evil might wax worse and worse and worse and worse, bless God, the glory of God is going to be so unveiled and so revealed throughout all the earth that nobody in their right mind, nobody, everybody's going to know that God is alive and God is on the throne, and they'll just run and hide themselves from us because the glory will radiate from our very being. That's right. And it starts out as a seed in the heart of man. It begins 30-fold, 60-fold, and bless God, we're heading on towards a 100-fold manifestation of God's life. That's the law of Genesis. It starts by a seed. Now, here it is. Either make the tree good, either make the tree good, either make the tree good or make the tree evil. Now, listen to me. Adam had a choice, good and evil, or the tree of life. Good and evil or the tree of life? I don't know what happened to that guy, but bless God, he could have taken the tree of life and avoided all this mess, but he didn't. And so now it's been established throughout all the earth, good and evil. Now we have the knowledge of both good and evil. And by the conviction of the Holy Ghost, we have the choice. Now listen to me. When the light comes to any individual, he has a choice to make the tree good or to make the tree evil. He has a choice. Before that, they didn't have a choice. When Satan is ruling and reigning in your heart, you don't have much of a choice but to be evil. You can't produce, you know, good fruit if you're an evil. Listen to me. Either make the tree good and his fruit good or make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by the fruit. If it's evil fruit, it's an evil tree. If it's pears, it's a pear tree. If it's apples, it's an apple tree. If it's oranges, it's an orange. No matter what it is. If it's evil, it's a corrupt tree. 
We have the responsibility and the privilege of making our trees good and producing good fruit. Now, how does he do it? Here's what he says. Either make the tree good and the fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and this fruit corrupt, for the tree is known by its fruit. O generation of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things? The fruit of your lips. The tree will produce good fruit. Good words he's talking about. You're known by their words. Listen to me. You talk about fruit. You know what he says you're known by their fruit. The fruit that he's talking about you're known by is their words. Not only what they do, but mostly by what they say. You'll know who the born-again believer is by what that fellow says. You don't find any Christians putting down Jesus and using his name in vain, do you? I'll tell you what, right away you can tell somebody, Oh, yeah, you know, I, I believe, I believe, and in the next moment they use Jesus' name in vain. Nobody's going to use Jesus' name in vain. And be born of God and not be convicted by it. Just act like it was another word. Amen? So look what he says here. Oh, generation of the Bible, how can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. You know what's been abundantly put in your heart and deposited into your heart? The light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ has been abundantly. I came to give you Zoe and give it to you more abundantly. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Now, a good man, he said, out of the good treasure of his heart. Look at the next verse. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart. How did you get any treasure in your heart? That word treasure again is the word deposit. How did any man get any deposit into his heart? Well, the kingdom of God is as if a man should deposit within his heart seed. How did I get this life of the kingdom deposited into my heart? By believing and speaking. When I spoke those words, there was a deposit made. It was a deposit of the glory of God in my heart. Well, a good man out of the good deposits of his heart will bring forth good things. Now, the good man, then, in other words, what he's saying is, will continually speak the Word of God, speak the Word of God, and deposit the Word into his heart. Here's where believers miss it and have a, a misunderstanding and a misconception of the walk of faith. It's not going to work because you said by his stripes you were healed once. It's not going to work because you said by his stripes you were healed twice. It's not going to work because you said it three or four or five times. But when you begin to realize that the operation of the kingdom of God is based upon the principle of a seed being planted into your heart, and you begin to rise day and night, day and night, day and night, knowing that the Word has to reproduce after its own kind. Knowing that the word of healing has got to reproduce healing after its own kind. Knowing that the word of, pro word of prosperity has got to pr reproduce finances after its own kind. Knowing that the word will work if I continually keep it in my heart. Then he rises up night and day, night and day, and he begins to say, Bless God, by his stripes I am healed. My soul forget all his benefits. He forgives all my iniquities. He healed all my diseases. He gets up the next day and says, Bless God, he's healed all my diseases. Bless God, with his stripes I am healed. I was healed. I'll always be healed. And he begins to declare the word of God. He begins to say it night and day, night and day, morning, noon and night, night and day, night and day, night and day, day and night, night and day, day and night. Oh, he just doesn't know how, but bless God, he's, get, he's getting more light. That seed that was planted of healing inside his heart becomes a tree planted by the rivers of water. And before you know it, he's going up into a tree of healing. He's going up into a tree of life. He's going up into... The tree still said, I'm a tree of healing. I'm a tree of healing. I'm a tree of healing. With the stripes I'm healed. With the stripes I'm healed. With the stripes I'm healed. And the heart began to bring forth fruit. And the heart began to bring forth fruit. 30, 60, 100 fold. And bless God, when it got strong and healthy, it was planted by the rivers of water. You couldn't get that body sick if you tried. 
Glory be to God. But by the time of the planting of the seed and the time of the reaping of the harvest, there is a growing season. And in that growing season, it doesn't matter when the storms come. It doesn't matter when the winds blow, when adversity comes and circumstances change. All you've got to remember is keep on saying it. Keep on saying it. Keep on saying it. Keep on saying it. And the heart will have deposits of God's glory day in and day out. Day in and day out. It'll be so programmed for, for the Word of God that all that will come out of your heart in abundance is the Word of God. And all that will produce is health and healing. And I don't know why we got off that far, but glory be to God, that's all right with me. Let's go, let's go over here and read on. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good things. And an evil man, an evil man, that evil man, don't blame that evil guy for bringing forth evil things. You know what he talks about? You know what he hears every day? Evil, 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 evil. He talks evil. He thinks evil. He walks in evil. Satan is his evil master. And the only thing he can bring out of his heart is evil things. You see? But he doesn't have to if he hears the word of truth. Then when he hears that word, he has a choice that he has to make. That is to make Jesus the Lord and deposit the glory of God in his heart. But I say unto you, listen, that every outer word that men shall speak, Every non-working word that men shall speak, they shall give account on the, thereof on the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy seeds, by thy seeds, a seed, a seed. This is a seed. Everybody thinks that miracles can happen just like that. No, that's you see. Thank God for the miraculous. Thank God for when they do. But bless God, I learned the operation of the kingdom. I get my little seeds. It may look like everything's going down. It may look like circumstances got you under. It may seem like evil is all around you. It may seem like destruction is, is forthcoming. It may seem like that everything, every, every cloud on the horizon of your life is black and gray and, you know, dreary. But bless God, you got your little seed in the ground. And you begin to stand there in the face of all the adverse circumstances. And you say, bless God, oh my soul, I know that the Word is truth. I know that the Word is in me. It has a seed inside my heart. And even though the circumstances are contradictory, they look like I'm going to fall under, look like I'm going to be defeated. I know the Word of God cannot fail. And you begin to meditate in the love of God. And you begin to meditate in the Word of God. And you take that seed of God's Word and you begin to just take care of it and, and nurture it and water it. And, you know, just, just keep on keeping it in there. Just keep on keeping on. Keep inside your heart. And, you know, keep it in there with patience and endurance. And as you do, it seems like it's getting worse. And the, and the thunder starts to roar. And it looks like everything is going under. And it looks like, you know, everything's going to fall apart. But bless God, you kept on saying the Word, saying the Word, saying the Word, because the Word cannot fail. Well, that seed began to grow up a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And it still looked like the storms, you know, just like that little tree that's growing. you got to get out there and put a stick by it, you know, get a pole and wrap it around there so it doesn't break. Or so someone doesn't, some little animal doesn't come up and pull it up by its roots. And you keep it there secured in the ground and you keep on watering it and nurturing it and keep, keeping out all the weeds and keeping all the weeds out, you know, with patience. And bless God, one day, even though the storm is still on and raging and so on and so forth and it looks like everything is bleak and everything is going under, that tree begins to wax strong and gets stronger and stronger. It gets so strong that it just breaks off the rope. It breaks, breaks down the pole that you put by it. It begins to grow up, you know, higher than that and taller than that and stronger than that. It develops muscles and before you know it, bless God, it begins to have blossoms and then before you know it, it begins to bear fruit and glory be to God. One day it seemed like when all trouble was just going to just destroy your life, the sun began to shine and glory be to the glory of God began to come down on you and all that darkness was dispelled by the glory of God and victory came in your life and you didn't know how, but bless God, it was working all the time. It was working all the time. You know, sometimes you can kick yourself and say, why in the world? that I doubt a little bit, you know. But that's how it works. 
I said, that's how this kingdom works. Look back there in Deuteronomy, the 30th chapter. Deuteronomy, the 30th chapter. No, my friends, it doesn't happen instantaneously. 99% of the time it don't happen instantaneously. But there is a growing season. If you just begin to look and keep your eyes on that seed of God's Word as it's growing in the ground, it may look like your life is just shambles. It may look like everything is falling apart. But if you just look on the Word and forget the circumstances, if you just look on upon the Word of God, you see, you're doing something about the circumstances. When you look on the Word, when you look on the circumstances, you're not doing anything about them. But when you look on the Word of God, the Word of God is growing to around you. See, over here in Deuteronomy 30 chapter, I'll show you something here. We're going to get on this tongue business. 14th verse. But the word is very nigh unto thee, in thy mouth and in thy heart, that thou mayest do it. See, I have set before thee life and good, and death and evil. In that I command thee this day to love the Lord thy God, to walk in his ways, and to keep his commandments, and his statutes, and his judgments, that thou mayest live and multiply. And the Lord thy God shall bless thee in the land, whither thou go to possess it. But if thine heart, but if thine heart, but if thine heart, because you speak evil things into your heart, turn away from me. So that thou will not hear. Take heed how you hear. Take heed how you hear. Take heed what you hear. But shall be drawn away and worship other gods like the world and serve them. I denounce unto you this day that you shall surely perish and that ye shall not prolong your days upon the land whether thou passest over Jordan to, to, to go to possess it. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death. I have set before you life and death. Blessing and cursing. Therefore choose, choose, choose. Let, let, the, let He said over there back there in Matthew, He said either make the tree good and his fruit good. You can choose life and you can choose death. You can choose blessing and you can choose cursing. It's up to you whichever way you want to choose. Choose blessing and He said choose life that thou may, thou and thy seed may live. Choose life. Choose life. Choose life. I can choose life. How do I choose life? By choosing God's Word. By choosing to breathe it. By choosing to eat it. By choosing to speak it. By choosing to keep it in my heart. When people come up against me and tell me that certain things are not going to work out and it's contrary to God's word, I just say, well, bless God. God said that it would. The word of God said so. I choose the word of God. I don't choose to listen to that. Do you? Amen. Choose to listen to God's word. Choose to take a look. Someone told me, you, you, you watch. You talk about healing. You talk about this. You talk about that. One day you're in for a big fall. You're going to fall. I don't listen to that. Bless God. I said the word of God have to fall before I fall. Amen. Because I'm going to stay on the Word of God. And the Word of God says it'll never fall. It'll never pass away. The Word of God will have to pass away before I pass away. Bless God. I'm going to live and abide forever. Because the Word of God will live and abide forever. And it's in me. Is it in you? I choose life. What do you choose? I choose blessing. What do you choose? It's a choice that you can make. I choose to be blessed. I choose to be healed. I choose to be delivered. I choose to walk in the kingdom principles. Don't you? Okay, choose it. That thou mayest love the Lord thy God, and that thou mayest obey his voice, and that thou mayest cleave unto him. Oh, for he is thy life. Who is your life? Who is your life? He is my life. And he is the... Who's the length of my days? Who's the length of your days? Someone said, can you be sure that you're guaranteed long life? Well, God is the length of my life. God is the length of my days, and he's going to live a long time. Glory be to God. Amen. He's even talking about here on the earth. You'll find that out in the Word. Well, and the length of thy days that thou mayest dwell in the land where the Lord swear unto thy fathers to Abraham, Isaac, and to Jacob. But he said, don't look into the, to the east or to the west or to the north or to the south. Don't look across the sea or up into the heaven. He said, but what says that the word is mighty? It's in your mouth and in your heart. Choose the word of God in your heart and choose the word of God in your mouth. 
When you do, you choose blessing, you choose life, you'll live long on the earth, length of days, and God says, I will be your protector all the days of your life if you'll choose my word. See? In your heart and in your mouth. I don't choose to listen to the enemy, do you? Well, let's go to Psalm 1. I'll show you something about this tree. Whoo, glory. I don't know if I've done it to you, but I've already done it to me, and i got time to go. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> glory. Psalm 1, verse 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of the sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Uh, let's stop there just for a minute. I've got to add a thought here. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. You know, if you're a young Christian and you want to get direction from the Lord and, and walk in godly counsel, I found out the right thing to do for you. If you have a hard time hearing the voice of God, and if you say you have a hard time, you know, getting direction from the Lord... All you've got to do is go find one of the worst sinners around. Not born again. Not saved, you know. And say, brother, or say, sir, what would you do in this situation? And he says, I'll tell you what I'd do, friend. If it were me, I'd sue him. I'd take him for every penny he had. Then walk off and do the opposite. <laughs> Don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. You'll be blessed. Did you get a hold of that? Did you grab a hold of that? Find out that person that's being led by fear. You know, and you know they're being led by fear. And that's all they do. They get everything. Oh, I'm just afraid of this. I'm just afraid of that. And well, what are you doing about it? Well, I've been doing this. Do the opposite. When you find out somebody's doing something, they're being led by fear, don't walk in that kind of counsel. That's not the counsel of the godly. That's the counsel of the ungodly. Right? What's the opposite of fear? You'll be walking by faith. Amen? So you see, blessed is the man that doesn't walk after the counsel of the ungodly, but we walk after the counsel of the godly. And the godly will be doing the opposite of the ungodly. Amen? So you see, you'll be blessed. But what shall he be? He says right here what he'll be. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. His delight is in the law of the Lord. His delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law does he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit when? 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 Not when he plants the seed. Not during the growing process, but he's going to bring forth his fruit in his season. When that seed that's in your heart begins to grow, and when the season of harvest comes, you're going to produce fruit. But look what he said here. His delight is in the law of the Lord. What is the delight and what is the law of the Lord? To us, this people. I'm not talking about old covenant people. How do I delight myself in the law of the Lord? Well, the law of the Lord is the word of God. And the Word of God in this generation is the New Covenant. Did you hear me? Say it with me. The Word in this generation is the New Covenant. We live under the New Covenant established upon better promises. Meditate day and night in the New Covenant, not in the Old. You study the old in the light of the new, but you meditate day and night in the new covenant, primarily the epistles. Now listen. He delights in the law of the Lord. What is the law of the new covenant? What is the law of the new covenant? The law of love. A new commandment I give unto you. Right? The commandment of love. He delights in the Word, He delights in the New Covenant, and He delights and meditates in the law of love day and night. 
And as he does, he becomes a tree planted by the rivers of water. Listen to me. That seed was meant to be developed into a tree that was producing fruit that would not fail but prosper. And whatsoever he sets his hand to do, he shall prosper all the days of his life. Right? So the new covenant people are to meditate day and night. Listen, this is very simple. In the primarily the new covenant, the New Testament, primarily the epistles, and in love. Love. Love is the perfect soil for the greenhouse of God's word. Listen, that's what it is. When you meditate in the law of love day and night, day and night, night and day, faith works by love, right? You'll be a tree planted by the rivers of water and you'll bring forth your fruit in your season. That's how you do it. That's how you're going to do it. Someone says, well, I tried to meditate the Word of God, but I just, I began here and I began there and I began here. And I did, by the time I got done with it, I just closed the Bible and put it away and, you know, listened to a tape. Listen to me. It's not hard if you boil it down to what he's saying. Meditate in the love of God day and night. Meditate in the epistles day and night. Let that be your meditation. Let that be your meditation night and day and it will cause the seed of God's word and life to grow and develop speaking, speaking the truth in love, growing up into Him in all things. How are you going to grow up? Speaking the truth in love. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak it. A man sows the word into his heart by speaking the word into his heart. If you're not meditating in the law of love, what are you going to be sowing into your heart? Not love. See, meditate in love day and night, night and day, day and night, night and day. It'll make your heart the perfect soil for the growth of God's seed, His word, His life, in your life. As you do, you'll be a tree planted by the rivers of water. I'll show you something about that tree in the book of Proverbs, the third chapter. Proverbs chapter 3, begin reading with verse 13. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom and the man that getteth understanding. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver and the gain thereof than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies and all the things that that canst desire. Things thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her. Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She, wisdom, which is born of love, out of God's word, she is a tree of life. She is a what? She is a tree of life to them that lay lay hold of her. She is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her. And happy is every one that retaineth her. Now listen, he's referring to as wisdom, the wisdom of God that's within us as being a tree of life. I'll show you he's referring to the same tree of life. Go back, go, let's go on. The Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth, by understanding hath he established the heavens. By his knowledge the depths are broken up and clouds drop down the dew. How does it happen? By wisdom and knowledge and understanding. What wisdom, what knowledge, what understanding? Here they are. Love. First of all, love. God is love. Out of his love is wisdom. Wisdom is born out of love. Love is the energizing force behind everything that God does. His faith worketh by love. 
Out of his love is produced wisdom. As you meditate the word of God, you will be developed in love because you're meditating in the law of love. As you're developed in the law of love, you'll be filled with all the fullness of God. When you're filled with all the fullness of God, you'll begin to operate in the wisdom of God because wisdom is born out of love. As that wisdom that's born out of that love produces success. God was successful when he created the heavens. God was successful when he created the earth. God was successful when he put men on the earth. God was successful in all that he did. And it was by that wisdom that was born out of that love which came forth out of his life that produced it all. When you and I begin to operate and meditate in the same principles from our hearts, that's how the kingdom works. Love gives birth to wisdom, gives birth to success. In every aspect of your life, in every phase of your life, you will be producing from the tree of life. Look at Isaiah, the 55th chapter. Isaiah 55, verse 10. Now remember something. God is a God of success. We are children of the Most High God. If He is successful, we, if operating in His laws and principles, then must also be successful. There's no failure with God. When you operate in His ways and principles, then there can be no failure with us. Listen, love never what? Fail it. Love never fails. If love never fails, and I'm operating in the principles of love, then I will never fail. Seeds never fail to produce fruit if those seeds are incorruptible and God's word is incorruptible and if his word is planted into my heart which is good ground because it's developed in God's love it'll produce his wisdom it'll make me a success in life if I do not meditate the word of God day and night if I don't pray day and night if I don't put the word of God in my heart day and night if I don't chew on his word day and night if I don't meditate in the law of love day and night then I will not be a success I will be a flat failure the biggest a drawback in the life of every individual Christian is, I believe, the pace that this world is in today. We don't have time to meditate the Word of God. The Word of God cannot be developed in the human spirit without meditation. You can't develop it without it. You will be an intellectual Christian every day of your life. You'll operate out of the soulless realm. you never operate out of the spirit realm. You may hit and miss, hit and miss here and there, but bless God, if you'll take time to meditate the word of God day and night and realize that his word is spirit and life meditate in love and let that love develop inside your heart let the word of God become a tree of life inside your heart let the wisdom of God be poured forth out of your spirit it'll make you a success in every area of your life you'll operate in the realm of the spirit you'll get out of the realm of the soul you'll do it in your worship and praise you'll do it in every aspect of your life every area of your life look what he said here Notice that wisdom that he said uh, of God that created the heavens and the earth. Put all these things into motion. Isaiah 55, verse 10. For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower. What is the word of God? Seed to the sower. Who is the sower? We are the sowers. That this word can give seed to the sower. That word is seed. It acts as a seed, or it operates like a seed in your heart. That's how the kingdom of God works. And bread to the eater, 
he said, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. It shall accomplish that which I please. It will prosper in the thing whereto I said it. When the seed of God's word enters into your heart, it will prosper. It will make you prosperous. That's why he said, You shall bring forth your fruit in your season, and whatsoever you do shall what? It will prosper in the thing whereto he said it. Who did he send his word? To me? To you? To all of us? If he sent his word to me, I act on that word, the word will prosper whereto he sent it. If the word prospers, then I've got to prosper also. Look what it'll do. You're going to love this. Next verse. For ye shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you in the singing. And all the trees, all the trees, all the trees shall clap their hands. Look what he's saying. Instead of the thorn shall come up the fir tree. Are you ready for this? Instead of the curse shall come up the blessing. Instead of the fire shall come up the myrtle tree. Instead of death shall come up life. And it shall be to the Lord for a name and for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. In other words, he's saying when you'll get a hold of my word system, when you grab a hold of the ways of my word, when you take that word and put it inside your heart, as you begin to receive that word and walk in light of that word and operate in light of that word, so shall my word be in your life that goes forth out of my mouth. It won't come back to me void. It'll accomplish that which I please. It'll prosper to you because I sent it to you. And instead of the curse, the fir, he said the virtue will come up. Instead of the thorns, instead of the thistles, here's the difference between the two, the curse and the blessing. The ground was cursed, right, for, because of sin. And because of operating in the laws of death, then the curse would be the fruit of your life. But he went on to say, when the Word gets inside your heart and you begin to develop the Word of God and you deposit the Word of God in your heart, instead of the thorns, instead of the thistles, instead of the curse, will come up the blessing and the fir tree and the myrtle tree and the life and all the things that pertain to Godliness. They shall come up and prosper in your life. I'll put a division between the curse and the blessing. You'll be on the Mount of Blessing and they'll be on the Mount of Cursing. How does it happen? It's through the Word. How does the Word do it? Well, are you ready for it? A man's belly shall be satisfied by the fruit of his mouth, or of his lips, fruit of his mouth, and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Let's go to Proverbs 18 and read it. And the next verse will show you how to do it. Proverbs 18 Here's where people have missed it. No oh, glory to God, we're growing in it. I know I'm growing in it day by day, and I'm getting, I'm getting more fanatical about it now all, all the time. Same scripture, I don't care, I'm getting more fanatical. Proverbs 18, look at it. 20. A man's belly, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water, shall be satisfied, a man shall be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth, or words, with the fruit of his mouth, and with the increase of his lips. In other words, the more that that word is increased in your mouth, there is a confession of your mouth, there is a confession of your heart. The more the word is spoke from your mouth, the more it will get into your heart. The more it gets into your heart, the, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak it. The more you speak it, the more it goes into your heart. The more it goes into your heart, the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak it. And it's just a cycle. It's an endless cycle. It's words or seeds into your heart, out of your mouth, in your heart, out of your mouth. Okay, here's what he says, death and life. He finally hits the nail on the head, death and life, the tree of life and the tree of death. Death and life are in the power of the what? 
The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. If thou shalt believe in thy heart and confess it with thy mouth, thou shalt be saved. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Give me some fruit of God's word, I'll eat it. You see what he's saying? The more you eat it. How do you eat it? You speak it. You hear it. You deposit it. It comes out. You speak it. You hear it. You reject the trash. You reject the garbage. You reject the, you, you reject the sickness and the disease. You get all that garbage out of it. You don't put that inside your heart. You protect your heart diligently. Because out of your heart comes the forces of life whereby you enter into the kingdom of God. By force. These are the forces that make you push your way to the kingdom of God. But this death and life are in the power of the what? All right, now listen, Proverbs 15, 4. A wholesome tongue is a tree of what? All right, here's what he's saying. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in the tongue is a breach in the spirit. I don't want my spirit to be breached. I don't want a break in my spirit between the power of God and the power that's in his word. Do you? A wholesome tongue is a tree of life. A healed tongue, a tongue, a medicine tongue, one translation says, is a tree of life. It's a tree of life. The tree of life we couldn't get to. The tree of life we, were, we, were, we could not come and, and partake of the tree of life. God didn't want us to live like that forever. But bless God, through redemption, you and I have been brought to a place in fellowship with the Father God, in communion with the Father God, in heirship with the Father God, that we can partake of the tree of life. And a wholesome tongue is a tree of life. It will act as a tree of life. And when your heart is filled with God's Word, then the, the words that you speak will be fruit of that tree of life, healing and health and prosperity. And the words that you speak will be blessing. There is that speaketh like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of the wise is healing. Proverbs 12, 18. Death and life are in the power of the what? The tongue, the tongue, the tongue, the power of your tongue. Proverbs 12, 18 says it. There is that speaketh like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of the wise is health. Well, let me say something here because we're, we're getting short of time and I wanted to get started on this lesson. Praise God. Well... I wanted to get into confession. I wanted to get into the phases of confession, but we're not going to be able to do that because I don't have enough time to do all that. I wanted to get into it, but praise God anyhow. Because confession needs to be clearly understood and taught. People misunderstand confession. We're leading into it now. We'll probably get into it next time. But listen, Proverbs 6, 2 says, Thou art snared by the words of thy mouth. Thou art taken captive, in other words, by the what? By the words of your mouth. Now listen to me. If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you what? Not take you captive. Set you free, right? Continue in my word. Abide in my word. Remain in my word. Continually speak my word. Day and night. Day and night. You say, but I said that scripture a hundred times. How long are you going to live on this earth? How many days are you going to live on this earth? Every day. You think that seed ever comes out of the ground? You think that tree ever comes out of the ground? If it ever does, it's dead. He wants you every single day. Speak the word. Speak the word. Meditate the word. Speak the word. Day and night. You're taken captive by the words of your mouth when the words of your mouth are lining up with the laws that pertain to death. But the person or the individual that meditates the word of God day and night, that person that continues in the word, meditates the word, speaks the word to his spirit day and night, forget about reaping your harvest before it's time. People try to reap their harvest before it's time. They put that thing into the ground. They're so anxious in two days to grab a hold of it. But it doesn't work that way. You've got to know it doesn't work that way. Forget about reaping your harvest. Just worship God and let the seed stay in the ground. It'll produce its own fruit. 
You speak the word day and night. Speak the word day and night. Speak the word day and night. The word that you speak day and night will set your spirit free. Free from all the things that would defile and destroy the word from working. And when you free up your spirit and your spirit contacts God's spirit, the glory of God is released. The power of God is released. And then your answer is forthcoming. And we've got to stop right here. Thank you for listening to our legacy teachings. We pray today's message has a profound impact upon your life and your ministry. I want you to know that God loves you, has a great plan for your life. But if you've never made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life, I'd like to invite you to do that right now. Just pray this simple prayer right after me. Just say, Heavenly Father, I come to you just as I am. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus died for my sins and was raised from the dead for me. I open the door of my heart. I call upon the name of the Lord. Lord Jesus, come into my heart now. I receive you and accept you as my personal Savior and Lord. If you prayed that prayer with me, you're a child of God right now, and I encourage you to get into a good Bible-based church where you can learn to grow in your Christian faith and experience. God bless.